episode 136. Hi, welcome to my mum's show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Hushett and I'm so delighted to have you join me today. And I'm so excited about my guest, the beautiful Isabel Silbury, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we do, I just wanted to fill you in on a little thing like the last week <laughs> has been a bit of an emotional roller coaster for me. Like, I'm really, I really struggled a lot. And if you uh, followed me on Instagram, you would have seen that. Um, but I just wanted to read out this review that I got, which really cheered me up. And, you know, also all the lovely messages that I got on Instagram, which was just so nice as well. But this person wrote a review for me and it said, I was recommended this podcast by a friend of mine and has been truly a godsend. At a time when my life feels upside down and inside out, it makes such a difference to hear other stories of strength and courage and know that I will find my way. Episode 115 changed my life and I've had many light bulb moments along the way. Thanks, Julia, for making me feel less alone when I've never felt more lonely in my entire life. Highly recommend. Stay strong, mamas. And I just want to say to you, the lady who wrote this review, thank you so much. Like it's little, it's things like that, that really like, honestly, you don't know how much it means to me. It really, and I've said it before in other podcast episodes, when I do get given a bit of grief (laughs) by some people, I read through this stuff and it really keeps me motivated because I've got to be honest, sometimes when people are really harsh, you know, the automatic thinking is like, wow, well, that's shit. And I don't have to put myself through this. So why, why should I just keep doing it if I'm just going to get, you know, verbally abused by people who don't agree with what I say? Um, and, you know, I'm not saying everyone has to agree with what I say, but I think there is a lot to be said in the delivery. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for that review. Um, it really meant a lot. And if you have been listening to this podcast and like it, I would love it if you could leave a review too. Now, not only does this make me feel great (laughs) in moments of despair, but it actually makes the podcast easier for new single moms to find. And, you know, that is really what I want to do. I just want to make this podcast easier for new single moms to find because like this lady said who wrote the review, I really do think there is so much to be said about women sharing their stories and connection. And I think the more vulnerable, you know, new single moms who hear these stories of strength and just like freaking amazing women – you know, I think it's going to change them too. And I think it's going to help them and make them feel less alone, just like it did this reviewer. So I would be so, so grateful for that. And you can also rate it by tapping on the stars. Okay, I don't want to make you wait a minute longer. Let's get into this episode. I had a beautiful chat with Isabel. I've actually cut this episode into two parts because we chatted for so long. I could speak to Izzy for hours. She's just so amazing. And legitimately one of the nicest, most generous, most genuine people I've ever met. So beautiful on the inside and the outside. And I'm so honored that she agreed to come on the show. I'm really excited for you guys to, you know, see how amazing she is. Okay, let's get into it. On the show with me today, I have reality star, the lovely Isabel Silbury from Gogglebox. She's also a single mom and she's also my new BFF, as my daughter would say. (laughs) Hi, Isabel. How are you? 
Hello. I'm good. I love you, Julie. I'm so glad we're friends now. I really am. I love you too. I'm so excited that you're here. Like, I'm just so excited to talk with you about your story and to have just a chat in general. Thanks for having me. Like, I've listened to you for the last couple of years and, yeah, you've just, you've really helped me. So I'm glad that you've had me on. Thanks. That really means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Um, It's always very nice to hear when someone likes the podcast. Now, you're a bloody inspirational woman and I'm just so freaking excited to share you and, you know, what, how amazing you are with everyone. But first of all, let's talk about, like, give us a bit of a background. Where do you live and how many kids do you have? Okay, so I live down in Melbourne by the beach. Um, I couldn't live anywhere else other than by the water because the water has been, yeah, so important. Uh, to me just in my everyday life and I have a son who's four and a half just the one and he's starting school next year isn't he yeah yep so he's in kinder how are you feeling about that I'm feeling good I really feel like he's ready to go and I'm I'm not going to mourn that I'm going to celebrate it so yeah I'm looking forward to it it's super exciting it's it's sad like I think it is sad it's like a milestone and you're like whoa like how are they growing Mm. up so fast but it's it's like a new chapter for them and it's so cool yeah, I couldn't be prouder. Oh, just love him. He's death. super cute. Super, super <laughs> cute. <laughs> now, your family is just absolutely adored on Gogglebox <laughs> and I didn't even really know um, about this whole thing um, until You're I- forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only became a Gogglebox fan when I started to talk to you on Instagram and I told you this yeah. Day. It was when I was in Brisbane and I had really mm. bad period pain and I was there for a podcasting conference and I just could not get out of bed. It was the day before the conference started and I was mm. like, I'm going to watch Gogglebox and I did and I think I messaged you straight afterwards going, I just watched my first ever episode of Gogglebox. <laughs> it was great. Like I laughed and I cried. It was just an like an emo- emotional roller coaster. and mm. I told you that like, you know, before I – started talking to you I was like oh Gogglebox like not about you but just about the show I was like Mm. why would I watch that you know that sounds so stupid but I'm so glad I did it's bloody genius it's fantastic yeah I think a lot of you look to be honest when I first saw the ads for it when it was coming to our screens I was like have we hit rock bottom (laughs) like what is this really a thing where we're going to watch people watching TV? It sounds horrendous. And for anyone who hasn't ever given it a go, it, it just it sounds awful. It's, so, a, it's an odd concept. It is. It's an odd concept. But, yeah, yeah. but I think it really, I mean, we're into our ninth season and that's just, it says, that just speaks volumes that, you know, it's not just about people watching TV. They're all like a cross-section of different um, families around Australia and, um, you know, people get to know us and we're, we're sharing sort of like intimate parts of our lives. We're pretty, we're just ourselves on our couch in our own homes. Like there's really, we're not produced, we're not told what to say. Um, and it's funny when we all have the same reactions to things, um, different reactions to to things. And yeah, I think Australia really resonates with with that. And yeah, it's. Uh, 
I, yeah. I think it just works. I think so too. It, it's like it's validating as well your thoughts because you watch TV and you're watching like these people like you watch a show that you have maybe seen that week and you're like, yes, mm. that's exactly how I reacted or, you know. And yeah. It's just, and it's funny as well. Some of the, the <laughs> there was a scene like a garden thing talking about Peony. <laughs> Gardening Australia. <laughs> I know. But who knew that would be so funny? Like when that came on, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this show. This is boring. And then it just turned into this bloody comedy sexual innuendo. It was just hilarious. And then I, I'll have to admit, like me and mum and Em, we, we do sit down and watch the episodes like as, as a whole. And then when you see everyone else's reactions, you're like, oh, this is just, yeah, the way it's put together is they're just very, very clever. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, so I wanted to ask you some of the questions that I asked you because I'm, mm. I think other people would find this really interesting because I was like, do you get to watch like the whole season of maths before it even comes out? Because that's <laughs> kind of what I thought. <laughs> but it's yeah, not like no, look, I'd, I'd be very lucky if I did. God, I'd be <laughs> um, no, look, it's week by week. So it's basically shot the week before and we watch, yeah, all the episodes of that week and then they've, they take a couple of days to edit it up and then it goes to air the following week. So we're kind of a week behind of what's happening. But, um, yeah, like I don't even have to watch maths in my own time. Like I get to watch it on the couch. So It's freaking it's, incredible. Yeah. Um, you, like you get paid for watching TV. You get paid to watch paid, shows that you yeah. like. And you know what? It, it's an it's next level to that. I get paid to watch TV. But I'm with my bestest of friends. Mm. Like I couldn't imagine doing it without them. And apart from yeah, we just apart from you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole queue of my friends who want to be on the couch with me. <laughs> but um, no, like they're just to hang out with them, which we yeah. do every day anyway. Is just so easy. Like it's the easiest gig you could have ever imagined saying yes to. And it's really nice, like, because you were saying your mum and your grandma, like, they were single mums too. And I just yeah. think it's so nice. So nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's it's uncanny that we're all divorced and um, have been through, but it, it, it has totally brought us close. And I think that is one thing that really I, I found the hardest in my own separation was, you know, they were both so happy that I had found the love of my life and I had built this family and to to tell them that it was ending was probably one of the hardest things I had to do but the best thing I did because as soon as I was honest with them they just stepped up like they were just here every minute of the day doing the washing looking after my son helping me with everything cooking the dinners they were just there was no oh you've let you've let us down like how could this happen it was yeah this yeah. the best reaction and so much support it's just incredible that you have that support system. It's it's really lucky, I think, because so many totally. people don't. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful because you get to see it on TV as well. Yeah. Look, as, as much as we, we, we bicker, don't get me wrong, like yeah. don't hold back. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, the way you speak to your mum or this. But we are so close that mm. we can be like that. I can say the F word in front of my grandma can talk about sex and we talk about everything and we have a go at each other, but yet we love each other. And I think it's that sort of a relationship that, that we can be, yeah, very open and honest with each other. And it is what it is. And at the end of the day, we still love each other. 
Yeah. And your grandma, I don't think she's scared of like talking about sex by the looks of it. Mm-mm. Oh no. <laughs> and she's always been like that. It's not for it's not for the show. Like that's just how it's always been. It's so yeah. funny. Do you call her Emmy or do you call her like grandma or nan or something? Emmy. Emmy. Yeah. Always first name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now. But no, look, I was really um passionate about having those women on the show I really I, I, I signed them up and I sort of pitched it as three generations just because you know my my voice is heard a lot in the in mainstream media you know I'm, I'm in my 30s I'm a young woman but yes. to have older women I think giving their opinions and being candid and being offered that voice on national tv I think was is something that lacks and I really saw um, an opportunity for their voices to be heard so I think yeah so did you tell them or were you, were you like surprised? Um, I, su- I surprised Em. No, I didn't tell her. As if I'd tell her, she'd be like, no, what? What show? What are we doing? Um, so I didn't tell her until the very end of like getting through. So that was a little, and I remember the exact phone call. She, I said, um, can you come over tomorrow? Can you wear something nice? Put on a bit of lippy. Um, she's like, what for? I said, oh, this look, we probably won't make, but there's this show. It's called Gogglebox. Goggle what? And I said, Goggle Box, have you heard of it? No. I said, oh, well, it's really easy. You just sit on the couch and just watch TV. It's really easy. Just be yourself. Oh, I said, um, okay, they've decided that they want us. And if we start shooting next week, she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I said, oh, shit. Does that mean like, do you want me to get out of it? Because I can. Like, we don't have to. She's like, okay, I suppose I'll just be myself. I'll sit down. I'll do whatever. So, And now Aww. she loves it. She can't imagine life without That's it. It's like she did it for you. Yeah, and she's just, so people sweet. just come up to her and they just love her. So, yeah, I'm glad that I, yeah, I encouraged her and it's something she looks forward to doing. It gives her, like, a sense of purpose and it's really nice. She must be, like, the, is she the star? At, does she go to, like, what do old people do, like um, bowling yes. or something? Yeah, yeah, she does her like senior her. drinks nights, like cocktail. <laughs> and um, yeah, or, or she just, she still to this day, I mean, we're nine seasons in, just can't understand. She can't get her head around that she's recognizable. But yeah, she's so cute. She's like, people came up and smiled at me, and oh, maybe I had something wrong on my face. I must have had some food. I said, mm, no, they probably just know you from the telly or yeah she's mm. you guys must get recognized a lot when you go out like two or three of you even yeah look I think because we're not um like proper actors or we're not on uh sort of those kind of shows we're more normal people average people they kind of can't place where they know you or they think you're genuinely like their friend or they've gone to high school with you or you're a soccer mom or they kind of, oh, I know you from somewhere. Like, where do I know you from? So it's this awkward in-between where you're not as so famous but, like, they they kind of do know your face. They can't pick it. So it's really hard. I just, I never know what to do. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't go to school. Sorry, you must have the wrong person. (laughs) Stop. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, because I can't bring myself to say, Oh, it must be from Gog. I don't know. Do you watch Gogglebox? I'll tell you what. I've had a really, really embarrassing um, situation when I was still with my husband, and we went to Hamilton Island with my son. And on the way there, my son had—he was really young. He was one, one, and he had really bad, like, 
um, where you get ear pain in the, in the plane. Oh. And, um, yeah, so we went up and it was a nightmare. And then on the way home, um, the late, the stewardess came up and serving us food and everything. And she's like, oh, I know, I know you, I know you both from somewhere. I know your face. And I was like, uh, yeah, I oh, might, do you watch Gogglebox? She goes, no, never, I've never watched that show. And I said, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I just thought you might know me from the show. And she goes, no, is that your, is that your son? Because I, I think I was on the flight with, with you up and he was crying the whole entire time oh, and disturbed everyone here. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That was from. <laughs> so I was like, I promise I myself I will never say it again. Oh, like, that's just so taught me a lesson. Be humble. Never <laughs> expect that people know you from the TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm mortified. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah, never watched it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. But you know, when you and I went out for lunch, that girl came up and it was mm. so nice. Like she was so happy. She's like, oh, are you? excuse me, are you, are you on Gogglebox? Like she was so shy and then she was so happy. Like you just, you made her day and that was so nice to see. Like, Yeah. You know what, what's good about that show is, is there's never negative feedback. You know, there really isn't anyone that is hating on it or hating on the cast or, you know, like we're just normal average people. And I think we just show a lot of different sides of ourselves and we're quite, we're just, vulnerable and normal in ourselves and there's not really much to dislike if you don't like the show then you don't watch it and then you wouldn't know me anyway to come up yeah yeah exactly Uh, yeah do you ever watch it and go shit like yes I do of course I do (laughs) of course I do pretty much every episode I go shit (laughs) <laughs> but you don't do anything bad at all I do I am I, I comment a lot about sexy boys which I just that's great go on oh, that's all right because Emmy just makes up for it like yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of back and forth with that um I cry a lot and those close-ups Jesus like oh, yeah no one wants to see your ugly crying face no but that's really, no but you don't you know you're not ugly crying and like that is really nice I think it's really endearing like you, you can tell that you're a really kind caring empathetic person just by watching you know just by watching you Mm. it's really really I guess yeah look I just I think I don't know if it's my age or or just going through what I've been through I really don't care anymore I don't care what people think I don't care what I look like um Mm. you know I don't wear a lot of makeup I don't wear my best outfit I, I don't really care like I just I am myself and um yeah, I, I guess when a lot of people cry, they cover their faces or they, they make sure the mascara is not. But obviously I don't care I'm just ugly crying and I don't no. care. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's great. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your relationship with your ex because you were together when you started up on Gogglebox. Yes. How long had you been married for? So we were married for five years and we were together seven years. Um, it's a long time he, if you're getting together like in your 20s. Yeah, I yeah. So I was, so yeah, I, growth. yeah, yeah, I know. I was, yeah, 23 or something when I met him and um, he was 11 years older than me. Um, and it was the first time that I'd kind of been out with an, an older person than me. I'd always been dating guys my own age. 
um, and I was kind of sick of them. They were very immature. They played a lot of games. I felt that they always like didn't have their life and shit together. So when I met my ex, um, I felt like uh, that I was lucky to have found someone who had been there and done that and had kind of grown up. Like he was mature, he was running his own business, he didn't care for all of that younger guy mentality, gym and girls and going out and all that stuff. And, yeah, I found it very refreshing and we fell in love very quickly, Um, which in hindsight I probably wouldn't do again, to be honest. I think I was a little bit naive and just sort of went straight with my heart like straight away I was just like yep we moved in within like a month we said I love you within two weeks oh really mm-hmm. a lot of these relationships that break up they're like this whirlwind at the beginning mm-hmm. especially if yep. there's like well from the women that I've spoken to I've found that a lot of those have been kind of linked with emotional abuse funnily enough mm, yeah it look I think I can say this now so like far ahead it feels like a lifetime ago but I really yeah I do look back and I go red like red flag I mean to be fair my my friends were a little concerned they did I mean I've got a great beautiful bunch of girls that I've been friends with for a very long time and they knew me very well and they did not hold back to say um do you think you're moving a little bit fast do you think this is yeah they did I know but at the end of the day it's it's within you. Like you have to kind of be ready to see it for what it is when the time is right. And I wasn't. I was very much in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love them that they did. You know, challenge me and 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 say that to my looking face instead of behind my back. Yeah, looking yeah. out for me. They yeah, they love me. So the relationship was quite good to begin with, I guess. Like moved quickly. You moved in together. Moved you quickly. You loved it. Yeah, we did love each other. We loved each other a lot. Um, mm. I just, I think, oh, look, I, I was young. I, um, my, my dad had just left my mum, so it, it was a very tumultuous situation in my home life and I was um, having a very hard time with my own father and sort of not able to, to trust him, trust the whole idea of a man and that really had thrown my whole life upside down. Mm -hmm. So I probably wasn't at my best. I was younger. I I had a lot of trust issues. I was jealous. I was just, I went about things the wrong ways. Like I, I, yeah, I was and an extrovert. I was very, my dad's French. So I'm, I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm very, um, extroverted and my ex was an and still is an introvert so we had battled the difference of personalities through through that relationship and initially that was a big learning curve for both of us we were like whoa how do we deal with you're an introvert I'm an extrovert in communication like that's it's kind of a recipe for disaster unless Mm. you can really um nut that out early on um yeah in hindsight I wish I just wish we had um sort of worked on that a little bit earlier or been um kind of understanding ourselves as individuals a bit more before we had come together so quickly I think would have helped yeah um 
Yeah, so then we got married like within a couple of years, probably, yeah, engaged within a year, married within two. Um, wedding was the best day of my life, have no regrets. Like I yeah. loved him. It was the, the most beautiful wedding for me. It was the best day. I felt completely loved and he was, yeah, he was he, his best self and I really felt like I'm, I knew him and and anything that I felt was like not okay with him or the relationship, I felt this hope that I would be enough to be able to change it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And at, at the time that was an honest hope. I really was very, like, thought very positively about it. Yeah. Um. But in hindsight, yeah, in hindsight, those yeah, a lot of red flags that I probably chose to ignore, or um, or just think, you know, no, 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 I'll be different. This will be different. We've just got to do this, or even I've got to fix this in me, and then we will be okay. Yeah, or pushing it to the future as well, like when we get married, or yeah, baby, or yeah, like yeah, difference. Yeah. And to be fair, so when I fell pregnant, things became really, really good between us. There was this um, respect and um, support that he showed me when I was carrying his child. Like I really felt like um, we were more in love at that time. So I thought, okay, this is this is good. This is where we need to be. This is on we're on track. Um, and then when I, yeah, that first six months, I mean, any parent knows it's just so hard. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really hard, especially if your relationship isn't isn't solid. And um, I kind of just thought to myself, right, I've just got to survive here. I've got to just keep this baby alive and concentrate on being the best mum that I can be and my marriage can just wait until... I've got this sorted first. I just need yeah. one one thing at a time. So that's what I did. I mean, I just knew, you know, like there'd there'd be times where I'd be up in the middle of the night or or changing a nappy or I just at my wits end. And I remember saying, "Can you come and help me, please? Can you just can you do this, do that?" And he would say, "You know, you're going to be doing this by yourself one day, so you better get used to it." What did he mean by that? As in you were going to break up? Yeah. I, like he even gave me the signs like you will be on your own. So I just I just even knew with those comments, I, I just thought, okay, well, I better. Like I better just be able to do this on my own and, and not kind of be turning to him for this support that he clearly doesn't want to give at a time where it's like the most difficult time of, of trying to raise a child. Isn't it crazy that like if you heard one of your friends say this, you would probably be outraged. You would be like, what? He said what? Mm. You know, but when mm. you're in it, you kind of become so immune to like bad things that like. Absolutely. It's like it's just like, oh, and it's almost like it just washes over you. I think it's a coping mechanism. I think it has to wash over you because if you sat and actually realised what that was and what that means, um, that's a really confronting 
thing when you have a a tiny little yeah. human who needs you every three hours and you're just surviving and you need the your husband to be there to um, do all the things he is kind of contributing to. Um, yeah, you don't. And, you know, when you go to breakfast with all your girlfriends on a Saturday morning and, ah, how are you? I'm like, totally great. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and you do. You, you, I found myself lying and more so to myself, I guess. Mm. Like even as you just said, you know, you, you don't even, you just push that away because it's just too hard to even swallow. Yeah, it's a lot. So. Mm. what happened after that like how did as your son grew up a little bit like Mm. how did what happened in the relationship so uh he so his dad became a really good dad so all his energy was on work and being a good dad and I absolutely respect and commend him and that's what sort of kept me going was that he was very yeah, in tune with my son. He wanted to spend time with my son, but he'd for completely forgotten about me. And, um, you know, I started to confide in one of my best friends, actually, who kind of called me out a few times. Like, you know, you just don't, I just don't feel like you're you anymore, Isabel. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, I don't know, just everything you, you say, it's always, um your ex is not it's always what he needs what he wants and he and he's doing this and he feels like this is wrong and he needs more of this and she's like where's Isabel gone and I was like oh at, at the time I felt that was really confronting thing to say and quite insulting but I had to really take a good look at myself and go I don't no, is that really what I sound like? Is that really my narrative that I don't even know what I'm doing or what I want or what my needs are? Um, and everything was, I guess, trying to hold this marriage together by tiptoeing around him and his needs and his uh, complaints and his everything was about him and I, I kind of lost what my needs were um and look she she was just amazing she just said look if you do want to try and make this work um I'll, I'll support you but um you know I think you need to find yourself again because you've clearly lost it yourself um and hopefully um you guys can reconnect as a couple so I went on my mission to get myself back and you know my my child was in um creation a couple of days a week um, I was doing goggle box, so I had something for me. I'd go and get my hair blow dried for the show and kind of go back to Pilates and, and buy something new to kind of look nice in when he came home from work and have the dinner cooked. And I was trying, you know, do a little weekend away somewhere, just the two of us, and my mum could look after my son. And he was, yeah, he checked out. He was, he's done, Gosh. which was really heartbreaking to me because I, I really wanted to make it work I had committed and even though it had gone we'd lost that but I was so commit committed to trying to get at least trying to get it back between us um yeah 
Well, I mean, most people when they get married, like that's what it is. Like it's for better or worse, right? Like you you mm. go through ups and downs. That is normal in a relationship. So when someone mm. is just like, no, I don't even want to try, like it's a bit of a blow. It's like it feels like a rejection. Oh, the rejection, I can't even tell you. It it ate me up. Like just re- rejection in every way it wasn't even it wasn't even sexual it wasn't I mean it was but like it wasn't just that it was yeah uh, do you want to go and have dinner not really you know uh, I've got work to do it was just not even looking at me in the eyes it was I, I was just not even existent to him anymore and you know I think it, it takes two to tango and two to sort of you both need to invest in a relationship and for whatever reason it, it had just gone. Um, but what was f- not funny but strange, I feel, was that when we finally talked about it, I forced him to talk about it. I said, what is going on here? What can we do? He said, look, I, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> and, you know, some people, when I, when I told my friends that, they're like, oh, my gosh that is just Mm. horrible but do you know it is the best thing he could have ever said to me because if he'd been like oh it's because you do this or you're too this or I I probably would have said okay yep I'll work on that I'll be more this I'll cook you the I'll be less this trying everything yeah I was trying everything and for someone to say I I just don't love you I just I had an epiphany I just thought to myself I can't force somebody to love me. You either do or you don't. And I certainly do not want to waste another second with somebody who does not love and respect me as the person that I am. Amen. <laughs> you know, and, and, yes. and, he, sa- and, and he said, however, I'm commi- I still love our life together. I love our son and I, I'll still continue on like this. Wow. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I just can't. I can't. I can't continue on like this. After you just said that, how can I? Wow. That's shocking. Yes. Like so, I mean, so he wasn't even open really to see a counsellor or anything. He just wanted to keep doing what you were doing. Yeah. After he told you that he didn't love you anymore. Yeah. Did he want an open marriage? No. I asked him. I said, I (laughs) I know. Look it's laughable of the things that I tried to say. I was like, do do you need to have a threesome? Do you want to see other people? Like, do we need to see a count? Like anything. Oh, well, you were in a state of desperation like, trying to, desperation. you know, make it work. Yeah. Desperation. I mean, I'd lost myself. So I'd lost my whole like, well, Isabel doesn't want to have a threesome. You know, I don't want to go to that. But I, I was just trying. I, I wanted yeah. to open the door for him to communicate with me. Like what, what do we need to do? And he was yeah. just like, no. Nah, so it just gave me no choice. I had no choice but to just say, well, there's the door. Like, and even he deserves better. He deserves to be with somebody who he loves. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah, and he was adamant. He said, you know, I don't want any. I said, is there somebody else? Um, and he was like, no, I don't want anyone else. I just want to live a simple life. Um and I'll move out and I'll go and find somewhere around the corner. I want to see our son all the time. And I said, yep, totally, you can see him whenever you want. 
Um, and it was a really sad, it was just a really sad time. It was really hard for me to get my head around that because I finally had to admit it to myself and and then admit it to everyone else. Yeah, that's really hard. And because you had been pretending for so long, I guess it would have been quite a shock for mm-hmm. a lot of people around you. Yep. Yeah, it really was. So how did you mm. find the strength to kind of get out of that? Because, you know, I think a lot of people, like when you said, you know, there's the door, like mm. that's so like empowering, but so, it sounds so much easier than it is to actually do. So how did you get in that yeah. headspace where you're like, no, like this is not, I'm just not going to keep going with this because I think a lot of people would go, okay, well, cool. He wants to still stay. I'll change his mind. Like I'll try to, you know, change it. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of time to reflect upon this and I really do think that it goes back to my childhood and I think I had, thank God, a really good upbringing as a as an only child and only daughter with my two parents who who showed a lot of love to me and especially my dad um who would always tell me I was beautiful and smart and that I deserved love and I and my self-confidence was healthy my whole entire life until I got in this, this marriage where I was sort of, um, I guess, chipped at. My Over the years it was chipped at and chipped at and chipped at and then you're a mum so you're giving to your kids. So it's chipped at and chipped at and then you're not working so you're chipped at and my self-worth was just nothing by the end of this conversation with my ex. Um, but... Because I had that foundation, I kind of knew my worth. Deep down, underneath all of that, I really did know my worth and I just had to um, uh, like channel it and be in tune with it and it came out when it really needed to. So, yeah. So good. But, look, it was one thing to say there's the door but the reality of that when the door is closed and you are by yourself is something else altogether. It's, yeah, n- never what I would have imagined. Well, so what was that like for you? Just lonely, lonely and um, scary, um, just I didn't know anyone that was going through it or had gone through it. I felt um, ashamed that this is, this is somewhat a fail, uh, like a failure, that I couldn't make my marriage work, that I couldn't have someone to love me that was still in love with me or even wanted to try and, and keep it going. Um, and I was, I was disappointed in myself that I had become this uh, like a, a victim, I was helpless, and I couldn't. I couldn't really see any potential in being able to do it on my own. To be a single mum and be killing it and be all over it and empowered and yeah, I, I no, 
could not see that at all. I just felt just disempowered. Yeah. And, yeah. You feel like such a failure and um, Mm -hmm. it's really hard, especially if you don't know any single mums because you feel like you're like, what, you know, this is not how my life was supposed to be. Like how did Uh, this happen? This is not what I wanted, especially when you've got a child because you're like, this is really, like I felt really embarrassed. I was like. I have a yeah. baby. Like I should not mm. be single. This is not, you know, how it's. We're this is to- not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This. Is, I think you you grieve the life that you had planned, you had wanted, yeah. you had made happen, and then suddenly it's not like that. And you have to get your. Even though I wouldn't want to stay with someone who doesn't love me, but it it's still really hard to get your head around that change that you don't have this man next to you anymore um who's your your support person you know you're on your own you have to rely on other people like yeah asking for help and um admitting that you're not coping and um yeah, just the the tough times with, I mean, my son was just turning two when all of this happened and um, although I think I was blessed with an age where he didn't quite understand what was going on, which was good, but he also knew that dad, dad was not there anymore as yeah. much as, you know, he was and oh, the just the nights where like, where's daddy? I want my daddy, you know, just absolutely kills you and um I just I had to put on this brave face and be like always spoke nicely of him and said daddy loves you and daddy will see you in a few days and you know just no one wants to see their child distressed like that and Mm. that was yeah that's the worst part of it all is my grief I can manage and I've got my support and and I can journal or listen to a podcast uh yeah for a child to to not be able to to put the pieces together is really distressing it's so hard I think as well like a lot of people they grieve you know it's obviously you're grieving the end of the relationship but Mm. it's so easy to kind of forget all the shit and instead you're really grieving what you wish the relationship would have been or what it could have been in your head you know rather Mm. than what it actually was it's just like it's not reality. Like when you remind yourself of oh. how bad it was. Um, oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, Over yeah, time yeah. You, you go, it was right. Like that was the right thing, you know. But well, what, what, has sh- what has proved that to me and what, I, you know, I wish that I knew back then is that when you do have your life as a single mum without the negativity of a toxic, bad relationship, it is a totally different, beautiful, freeing, happy way of being that you did not know about before when you were trying to desperately make this work um, and then you get used to being by yourself and there is no negative energy and there's no walking around eggshells and there's no if he comes home, is he going to be in a bad mood and what do I need to be and say? I think yes. when when I realised I was suppressing such a big part of myself for somebody else it doesn't matter if it's your a man a boss a friend if you are 
suppressing and changing yourself for somebody else, I really, I'm going to use the A word, but I really do think that's abuse because you are living, you, you are living in fear or you're not being true to yourself. I thought and you were about to call my listeners an asshole. No. <laughs> it's like, what A word is she? No, not A word. Um, but it is. It is. Like yeah. one of my top values is being true to myself. Yeah. And um, I wasn't being true to myself. I was being a totally different version of Isabel that was, yeah, not great. And finding that, again, makes you realise that, you might be grieving the life that you thought you wanted, you, you were going to live, but this is the life that you're supposed to live and it's so much better. So much better. And I want to talk more about that in a minute, but before that, um, I just want to ask you, so when he moved out and you're staying in your house, are you, were you filming Gogglebox at the time or was that not showing? Um, so we were on a break, on a se- okay. yeah, season break. So by the time he moved out, Um, they had come back to do season four, I think it was. Um, And, you know, they rocked up and were, hey, and I was like, hi, just FYI, we're We're separated. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. You know, they're in your house. They they know your your child and they know your ex and they, you know, um, they were very upset for me and they were so supportive. They they were on the phone to me all the time, like, you know, if you want to talk about it on the show, if you don't, that's totally fine. Um, and I, I thought about it um, and two things went through my mind. I thought I can't sit on the couch and be myself as a married woman anymore because I'm not and obviously being true to myself is very important and I thought I have to, you know, um, be say honest something. and yeah. say say something, yeah, because now I'm going to watch TV as a single person and that's very different. Um, and I also don't want it to be an embarrassing thing to admit that your marriage didn't work or that you're a single parent and it is what it is and I'm going to own it. And um, when I did, you know, Emmy and mum were just so supportive and I think that really came through on the episode when I did and it was just a passing little thing like you know we're, we're sing- I'm single and um you know they held my hand and they made a joke about it and they moved on with the episode but um yeah I think if if I'm going to be true and real then I need we I need to keep it real and I'm not Absolutely. going to hide that sort of thing yeah no, I think that's I think that's wonderful. I really do. What um so and so was there any reaction or feedback from the public from the Gogglebox fans when when that episode aired? I think they were just a bit shocked um and and felt bad um and and sad for me and um you know, I think everyone wants to know well, what happened and you know what really happened and all all the things, but at the end of the day they've embraced it and that's the change and they've moved on and they, they take me for who I am now and that's the single mum. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. When you were filming Gogglebox when you were together, mm. your husband, your ex-husband and your son, did they used to like hide out in a bedroom? Yeah, so my son would be asleep, like we put him to bed and my ex would be in, in our room doing his work. Ah, mm-hmm. so he did he was he okay with that? Or was he like, am I allowed to come out and go to the toilet? <laughs> yeah, look, he, as much as he 
didn't say don't do Gogglebox. He was never really on board with it. He never watched one episode. Really? He, no. What? <laughs> I find that really surprising when your wife's on TV and your mother-in-law and your, you know, grandmother-in-law. Mm. <laughs> wow. No. Mm. He also didn't encourage me to go back to work either. You know, I, I used to work in TV production as a producer and um, he, yeah, he was like, no, 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 no. You just stay at home and, and yeah, in high, and not being on board with the whole Gogglebox thing and not embracing it or being proud of me, you know. Do you think he was jealous? Did he want to be on it? Oh, look, I don't think he wanted to be on it, no, but I just I take that as a, as a, I, in future, if when I find somebody, I want them to be on board. I want them to be supportive and like your person on the sideline that's like, yeah, oh my God, you did amazing. Yeah, that that was great. Like Cheaper. I want someone to, yeah, to really, to really cheer me on and to support me. Um, and I didn't, I didn't get that from him. I felt like he was like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. You do gosh. that. Mm-mm. That's a huge warning sign, isn't it? In hindsight, like. Totally. It's very, very hurtful. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, we have to stop part one there, but oh my goodness, <laughs> Isabel, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing part of your story with us. Ladies listening, do not forget next week is a continuation of this chat and you don't want to miss it. I'm really excited for you to hear that. If you want to connect with Isabel, she is on Instagram at Isabel Silbury, all one word, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-S-I-L-B-E-R-Y. I will put the link in the show notes. If you want to connect with her, you can find her there. In other really exciting news, and if you follow other of us on Instagram, you will probably know about this, but I'm flying down to Melbourne next week and Isabel and I have organized a night out for the single mums of Melbourne to go out on Friday, the 29th of March, 2019. I am so excited. Isabel is so excited. We cannot wait. So if you want to come along to that, please send me an email and I can send you the link. You do need to register for that. We do need to know numbers and we do ideally need to know by Friday, the 22nd of March, which is very soon. We would absolutely love to have you though. As I said at the start, if you have enjoyed this podcast, I would absolutely love for you to rate it and write a review if you have some spare time. That would be absolutely incredible. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Single Mother Survival Guide. You can also send me an email. My email address is julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. Now that goes directly to me, okay? And that's why I'm a bit slow sometimes getting back because my email box is just a little bit, I'm finding it a little bit overwhelming at the moment. I'm trying to catch up on emails still from a while ago, (laughs) but please, you can always send me an email and I will get back to you, even if it does take me some time. You can also go to my website. On my website, you can read my blog. You can check out all the other episodes of the podcast, and you can even find out more information about the Don't Just Survive, Thrive online course, which is all about helping single mothers get empowered and to thrive, not just survive. So if you want to go check any of those out, just go to www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And you can, of course, as always, find all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for this week. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. 
And don't forget to tune in next week for the rest of this wonderful chat that I have with Isabel. Okay, bye for now.